Cats at Night. Now, here's John Katsimatidis. Now on the line for us is the Honorable Carl Rove. He was a He's a policy advisor, also senior advisor and deputy chief of staff during the George W. Bush administration. Uh, welcome to Cats at Night, Carl Rove. Well, Carl, thanks for having me back. Well, thank you for coming back. And, Carl, give us your your, your analysis. It's uh, how many days? Uh, 29 days to the election? Give us your pulse of what the heck is going on because it changes. Yeah, it constantly changes. Uh, what I think we've seen over the last couple of weeks is uh, a couple, two or three important things. One is the, uh, you know, in the immediate aftermath of the Dobbs decision on abortion, uh, that issue racked, rocketed up the list of issues that people cared about. We've now begun to see that uh, over the last uh, basically month and a half, two months, it's begun to decline in importance uh, to voters. Still important to a vital element to the Democrats, Democratic women in particular care about it. But uh, where once it was, um, you know, high teens, low 20s, it's now in some surveys dipped down uh, back into the high or, or, or single uh, high single digits or middle single digits. Yeah, Carl, Ed Cox uh, here. Uh, the Hochul campaign is still running ads that are basically all about abortion, uh, which well, is I not mean, a really can... a substantive issue in, the, in New York State. She can't run on the crime. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, that's happening all across the country. In in, in Nevada, where the issue of abortion has been settled by a statewide referenda that locked in uh, the the, the law for the state guaranteeing a woman's right to choose up to a certain period of time, Um, the the U.S. Senate candidate, Cortez Mastow, is attacking uh, Adam Laxalt only on abortion. It's all about abortion. And uh, I think that's this this is a symptom of, you know, they they sort of got stuck in this pattern and they're not going to get out of it. At the same time, the issue of inflation has been coming back. We had a period where gas prices declined, though they were about a buck at their low point. They were still a buck 31 ahead of where they were when uh, Joe Biden was inaugurated president. And uh, and they've been rising along with concerns about, you know, when, when you go to the grocery store, when you go to equip the kids for school. I mean, uh, everything that uh, you, you buy and, and, and need for your family seems to get more expensive and We've seen a continuation of a decline in real wages. Your paycheck may go up, but it's not going up as fast as your costs are. So those things have, I think, combined to deal the Democrats a, a bad blow. And, and in addition, we've had this weird thing that, you know, on starting on the 8th of August, we, we paid a lot of attention for about three or four weeks until the first or second week of September to what, what happened in Mar-a-Lago, the FBI search of the former president's residence, and that consumed a lot of time and energy and effort. And now that's in the courts and doesn't dominate the headlines like it did, particularly in the first um, three weeks of the episode uh, starting on the 8th of uh, August through the end of the month. So the more that we pay attention to the real issues that affect people every day and where they live, whether it's inflation or jobs or paychecks or crime or particularly in my part of the country – uh, the border, um, the, the better off the Republicans are and the tougher it is for Democrats. Carl, Carl it's, uh, it's Richard Weinberg. I want to ask you this. Everybody kept thinking about the border crisis as a Texas problem, and then Abbott and DeSantis had the uh, the political wisdom to try to nationalize that issue. What's the impact of that, do you think? Well, I think it's helped raise the issue. I mean, here in the city of Chicago goes nuts when it gets a couple of hundred people uh, delivered to to Chicago. Uh, incidentally, those people went voluntarily. Many of them had probably relatives or friends in Chicago. 
uh, and the state of Texas helped transport them there by bus. Well, think about it. We have had over 2 million people hit the southern border. The, the, the mayor of Yuma, Arizona is a friend of mine. I think it's like 26,000 people in the town. And they were receiving each month more, you know, more than 30,000 people a month. So that, that community was literally being drowned in people who were coming across the border, being processed by the, by, by the feds, and then released into the community. We're seeing this all across the Texas border. The city of Del Rio, the city of Eagle Pass, they, 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 literally the number of people who are processed through and dropped off in those communities by the feds is more than the population of those towns. So when New York got, got uh, you know, I think it's thousands, several thousand people, Chicago, several hundred, the District of Columbia has now gotten several thousand. These are self-described sanctuary cities. They passed a city uh, resolution saying we welcome uh, illegal immigrants. And, okay, fine, you know, put up or shut up. Because literally in the state of Texas, our state government is spending $4 billion in order to help provide border security and assistance Along the border to these illegal aliens who are coming across our border, these migrants who have, you know, they're desperate people. They have they have no place to live. They have no no no, you know, they they come with some money in their pockets, but you know, they're being dumped by the feds into our communities, and and the people of Texas are being expected to pick up the tab for the failure of the federal government to enforce the border. Uh, Carl Carl Rove, uh, a bigger problem: the amount of drugs. Uh, have oh. killed 140,000 Americans in the last 12 months. The poisoning of America. Uh, I mean, that's 140,000 Americans in the last 12 months is more than Vietnam, Korea, mm-hmm. and Afghanistan put together. Mm-hmm. And this is yeah. in 12 months. Yeah, and think about this. First of all, the precursors, the chemicals needed to make fentanyl, where do they come from? China. 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 And they are, they are, they are, you know, in essence, uh, Moved across the ocean, smuggled into into Mexico. The cartels then take the take the material. They've now become good at processing it. They create the drug. They then bring it across the border. I have a young friend, uh, son of my one of my best friends, who's in the Texas National Guard, who is stationed on the border through the end of this month. He's been there for months upon end, as are other members of the Texas National Guard. What what happens is the cartel will take in the middle of the night several hundred people, push them across the river. So suddenly, you know, they're, they're, they're detected by uh, the Border Patrol, the Texas Department of Public Safety, and the Texas National Guard. They swarm the, that part, that isolated part of the border in order to, to corral those people and process them. And meanwhile, five or ten miles away or six or seven miles away, two guys with, dressed in black with backpacks bring across tens of thousands of pills worth hundreds of thousands of dollars of fentanyl. And do you know what the cartel does? to celebrate a successful crossing of the border, they shoot off tracer rounds on the Mexican side of the border. And the, chem- like the, and the chemicals, the Carl, the chemicals yeah. come from China. From China. Uh, and, uh, and your G, and China, they, 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 they have long memories. They remember yeah, the opium it, wars when the West pushed opium right. and fought a war to be able to sell opium into China. Right. This is yeah. what the Chinese are doing to us now. But according to the Homeland Security investigations, the cartels are actually making more money from human trafficking than they are from oh, sure. drug trafficking. Their revenue has soared from $500 million to now $13 billion this year alone. Okay. Yeah. Now you know Carl, why, you, you, it's, it's, why they're it's, having fights among themselves. It's Columbus Day. i got to go to the uh, 
that guy in charge of the parade. Thank you so much, Carl Rove, and we'll talk real soon. Thank you, sir. Thank you. It's Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network.